Have you ever been asked, you know, if you could have a dinner party with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Have you ever been asked that, that question? And people come with all sorts of different answers, people from all over history, Churchill, Tutankhamun, so many people. And I always wonder, you know, why? Why would you want to meet with them? Maybe it's to find out more about them. Maybe it's to learn from their wisdom and their teaching. Maybe it's just so you can say that you sat down to dinner with so-and-so. Some people also mention they'd like to meet Jesus. But do we realize that when you meet with Jesus, then something transformational happens, that meeting with Jesus changes a person and it can change you. We're gonna be looking at encounters with Jesus. And I hope that you too, through these teachings, can encounter Jesus. Well, you have probably noticed the more astute of you that I am not uh, dads, but I'm going to be stepping in this morning and bringing to you um, hopefully something from God that will speak into your hearts and your spirits uh, this morning. We are starting a new sermon series called Encounters with Jesus, and we're going to be looking at different stories from Luke's Gospel, Luke's story about Jesus uh, and different encounters that people had with Jesus. And in particular, in those last few weeks before uh, Easter. So if you've got a Bible, I've got mine here. Uh, can you turn with me to Luke, uh, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We're going to be towards the end of the chapter, the um, the book, and we're going to be looking at chapter 17 and verses 11 to 19. Let's just pray uh, as we delve into uh, God's words. Hey, Lord God, we just welcome you to come by your Holy Spirit now to speak to us through these words, words that were written 2,000 years ago about events that happened 2,000 years ago, and yet we believe that they have a relevance to us now. And that just as people encountered you, Lord Jesus, 2000 years ago, we can encounter you too. So we welcome you now to come and meet with us. Amen. Amen. So Luke chapter 17 and verse 11, I'm gonna read through it and I'm gonna stop every now and then and just draw out some lessons. And what I'm particularly interested in is how we, can have an encounter with Jesus. Now in 2021, how can we encounter Jesus? So verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Very much in Luke's gospel, you have um, Jesus heading towards what is effectively his final destination, and that's the city of Jerusalem. And that's we're going to get there when we get to our Easter celebrations. But throughout uh, Luke's gospel, you've got Jesus on the way to Jerusalem. And as he goes, he's teaching people about life and the kingdom of God. And he's also healing people as well. He's having encounters with people. And um, here we found, find him on the border between Samaria and Galilee. So he's heading from Samaria in the north into Galilee and towards 
Jerusalem. And Samaria was not very popular with the Jews. It was kind of made up of a people that were a mix of um, the old Northern Kingdom um, Jews uh, and their beliefs and some local pagan beliefs. And the Jews did not look kindly on a bunch of people with a really kind of mutated uh, understanding of God. So they were pretty much hated by the Jews. Verse 12, as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. Now leprosy was a, and still is, a terrible uh, skin disease that spreads throughout your whole body. It causes numbness. Often people with leprosy are disfigured as well. And it's a, just a terrible disease. And you go back uh, to in, throughout history and it was dreaded because people were scared that they were going to get it. So um, anyone that had leprosy uh, was sent to live on their own outside of civilization. They were not allowed to enter uh, into towns. And if they did, or they got anywhere near someone, they had to shout, unclean, unclean. I mean, it's, it's in the Bible. It, that was one of the rules. Later on, it was a bell used to ring just to warn people that you were going to be near. And this is why um, we carry on. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice. They stood at a distance. They knew these 10 lepers. They weren't allowed to get anywhere near Jesus. And yet they wanted to meet Jesus. As Jesus approached the village, they stood in his way. They, they st at a distance, they called out to Jesus because they wanted to meet Jesus. News had spread. Jesus was an amazing character who did amazing teachings and amazing miracles and they wanted to meet him. And I think that's really, really uh, important when it comes to us encountering Jesus Christ, is that we're not just going to meet Jesus by chance. He's not going to suddenly walk into our lives. And I'm not saying that can't happen, but in the majority of cases, you find Jesus and you encounter Jesus when you're actually looking for him. And it could be you're searching for all sorts of things in life. Maybe you're feeling a hole in your life. You're, you're maybe looking for something to fill that, that nothing else seems to be able to fill. And it's at those sort of times that sometimes people tune into online church or go to physical church or maybe read the Bible and that's when you can meet with Jesus. And that's exactly what these 10 lepers were doing. They went out of their way to search for and find Jesus. I stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. They've probably heard about Jesus' amazing healing ministry and hoped that Jesus could possibly do the same for them. Verse 14, when he, Jesus, saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now this is quite unusual for Jesus, because when you look at the other accounts of Jesus healing people, you know, he'd lay eyes on blind eyes and they would see, he'd tell uh, lame men to get up and they'd walk and dance and sing praising God. He said or he did something 
and they were healed. But in this case, that's not what Jesus does. Now, if I was Jesus, you know, I'd go up and give them a big hug and heal them instantly and they'd see, you know, their leprous skin uh, turning back to normal, healthy skin. That's not what Jesus does here. What does he do? He says, go show yourself to the priests. Now, the priests, they um, decided who was clean and who was unclean. Within the Jewish religion, um, there's this idea of cleanliness and only clean people could go into the temple and only clean people could go and worship God. So lepers were excluded from worshipping gods. Only the priests that could say, yes, now you are clean. So actually what these lepers have to do is trust Jesus. They have to trust that as they leave Jesus, as they go from Jesus and they go to the priest, they will be healed. And it says, as they went, they were cleansed, they were healed, they, they, they were no longer lepers. And I don't know exactly when that happened, but they needed to trust Jesus. Do what he asked and go. And I think that's a really important lesson for us as well when it comes to encountering Jesus. We need to trust Jesus and do what he says. And sometimes that might seem crazy. It might seem a bit of a sacrifice. It might just be uncomfortable to us. And yet Jesus requires something of us. He always requires us to do something. And if you want to really encounter Jesus, you've got to trust him. You've got to listen to his voice. And you've got to go with it and see what happens. Because it's only when they go, it's only when they trust that the cleansing happens, the healing happens. It doesn't happen straight away. Let's continue reading together. Verse 15. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. So Luke straight away, and it's actually it's a bit in the character of Luke. Luke loves the, the downcast or the outcasts. He loved the women and the children, the the least in society. And straight away, Luke is pointing out that out of 10 lepers, the only one that came back and gave thanks to Jesus was the hated Samaritan. The one who technically should know nothing about what it means to be spiritual and religious, nothing about God's. And it's only the Samaritan that returns to Jesus and gives thanks. And I don't know what would cause you to shout out in praise and throw yourself at the feet of someone. It's gotta be something pretty amazing. And we mustn't underestimate how amazing this was for this leper. See, we're worried about COVID and we're worried about, you know, being locked down and not being able to go within two meters of someone. But for a leper, that was their life. They were completely ostracized. They were completely cut off from their friends, from their family. You know, if you're in a family, you catch leprosy, that's it, you're out, you're uh, outside the village. What Jesus has done here has saved this man's life and enabled him to enter back into the village, 
to be with his friends and family, and also to worship God. So this, it should be more of a surprise to us, not that this one leper should be so exuberant in his thankfulness and his praise to God, but actually that the nine other Jewish lepers didn't. And I think that's the third thing which is really important when it comes to us encountering Jesus, is are we willing to throw ourselves at Jesus' feet? Are we willing to see that all things that we have are from God, they're good gifts from God? Are we willing to realise that everything we have is on loan to us? It's a great gift from God, but actually God requires something from us too. Do we daily give thanks for those things that we have, our food, our clothes, our homes, our relationships, all things given to us by God? And yet, if we want to have an encounter with Jesus, we need to be able to make him Lord of our lives rather than those things we should be giving thanks for. See, those nine lepers, they were still healed. Meeting with Jesus still brought healing, but they were so focused on what they were gaining, all those things they were getting back, that they forgot to thank Jesus. You see, I have known many people, unfortunately, who have had an encounter with Jesus Christ. They've maybe uh, experienced the Holy Spirit in a real tangible way. They've had a spiritual experience and they're so thankful for that. Maybe it's brought healing, maybe it's brought cleansing, maybe it's sorted out some sort of difficulty or issue in their lives. And in some cases, I've baptised these people. And yet they drift away. And yet they move out of church as if they never had that relationship with Jesus in the first place. And it's because, yes, they met with Jesus. They searched him out. They found him. Yes, they trusted him and they did something. And maybe they, they had some healing and some cleansing in their life but they missed out that third and important thing. They failed to realise that Jesus has to be Lord of their life. They failed to throw themselves at, at, at Jesus' feet and place everything they have at his feet. They, they get too consumed with all, everything that God has given them. They worship the gifts rather than the giver. Let's just finish uh, this story together. Verse 17, Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Pointing again once, uh, once again to the fact that Samaritan was a foreigner. Verse 19, then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now I actually prefer um, Tom Wright's translation of this, so the last line um, of Luke, those verse, uh, I can't speak, uh, verse 19, Jesus says, get up and be on your way. He said to him, your faith has saved you. See, all 10 were cleansed, all 10 were healed. 
but only one was saved. See, an encounter with Jesus brings transformation. It brings healing. But it can also bring salvation. And in that bigger picture, by making Jesus Lord of our lives, we are opening up a doorway to heaven. That we are, through Jesus Christ, able to enter into a relationship with Jesus and with our Heavenly Father. That through the Holy Spirit we can experience God. And this is just a foretaste of what is to come to those who have searched out Jesus, to those who have trusted in him, and those who have thankfully made Jesus Lord of their lives. Because we are going to spend an eternity with our Heavenly Father, with Jesus. So we have so much to be thankful for. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are alive. We thank you that you are real. We thank you that you are here. And we thank you that through your Holy Spirit, you meet us and you fill us. You say you stand at the door and knock. Lord God, we just open up the doors of our hearts now and welcome you in. Meet with us, transform us, cleanse us, heal us, save us, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you.